We turn to the KRDO Newsline, where we are joined by ABC News law enforcement reporter Luke Barr to talk about a case that has fascinated the nation, and certainly this journalist, uh, been following that case of the Idaho students who were murdered in their home. Uh, This was in November, and the arrest and the extradition of the prime suspect taking place this week. That prime suspect uh, now in jail in uh, Kootenai County, correct? me if i'm wrong luke uh yeah he's in the, he's in latah county latah yep. county okay uh, yeah right now he's in latah county uh, idaho which he's which uh, authorities say is the scene of uh, of that gruesome uh, murder a quadruple murder is near the university of idaho at an off-campus house there um and we uh, we now know a suspect and we also now know some more details about uh, about um, what happened that uh, fateful night all right. So the affidavit uh, was publicly released, which in Colorado sometimes doesn't happen uh, for quite some time. So, but we're now getting all those details that led police to uh, to have probable cause. They say to arrest this suspect. Tell us some of the highlights of this affidavit that we did not know before. Yeah. So we learned we learned quite a bit actually. The main thing uh, that we learned, the top line takeaway for for us, was that a roommate who survived, told police she saw a man in black clothes and in a mask walking past her in her house on the night of the killings. She said she stood frozen and in shock. Uh, That roommate, she said, didn't recognize the man uh, who walked towards the backsliding glass door at her off-campus house in Moscow, Idaho. She locked herself in her room and then called police uh, a couple of hours later. Uh, We also learned more about how uh, Koberger, the, the suspect, visited uh, allegedly the house at least 12 times. And uh, we also learned uh, how police took DNA uh, from the sheath and um, allegedly uh, tied it back to Koberger. Now, and so some of us have sifted through some of the details in that affidavit. And a couple of things I want to uh, touch on with you. I want to get to that DNA match because it wasn't a match for Koberger himself, right? It was a match that they tied to his father, right? That's exactly right, and then they they looked uh, at the sort of the the the, the nitty gritty uh, of the, uh, the 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 DNA, um, and said that there's only, there could only have been one possible match um, to genealogical records uh, that that the DNA could have matched with um, on that shear that they found. Uh, of course, they don't have the murder weapon, but you know, on the shear that was found and in the trash that they found the DNA with, there's only one possible match. Um, and that would be Brian Koberger's uh, DNA. Uh, they went through an exhaustive process, uh, you know, to, to get that uh, DNA, and they found some of his father's, and then they they matched it with the uh, the DNA on the the shear. And then this just astounding detail that uh, one of the uh, survivors, one of the roommates, the two that were not harmed in this attack, uh, that that we did not know that they had even had any encounters with uh, the suspected killer. But but this uh, account that's coming out of uh, one of the girls seeing this person in a mask dressed in black, coming through the house. I mean, I'm trying to think of the the time of day. You're you're talking about just after 4 a.m. You're talking about it's very dark outside. But why didn't she immediately call the police? I mean, that's not included in there. Yeah, it's not included in there. And and the affidavit doesn't really say why. Um, 
but certainly if there's a there's an, uh, a suspected person in your house that you don't know uh it it's it's it raises certain questions but uh police right now aren't really tying her to any uh anything uh, suspicious or nefarious uh, but uh, interestingly enough i do want to hit on uh, what what did happen in that house according to police uh, she looked the, the the surviving roommate said she looked out of her bedroom but didn't see anything the first time she then she what she thought was her was crying coming from one of the victim's rooms uh and then according to the affidavit said quote she heard a male voice say something to the effect of it's okay i'm going to help you and the roommate opened the a door again a third time heard crying and that's when she then saw that figure that i described uh, earlier uh, in a in a in a mask walking towards uh, towards her and no alarms raised during this, uh, you know, no, no yelling or no, no calling someone call 911. No, no cries for help. Nothing like that. Uh, that was at least detailed in this affidavit. No, uh, there was no screaming. Sometimes, obviously, if you're getting uh, attacked, you're sometimes you're yelling help, help. None of, none of that uh, in this affidavit, uh, as we can uh, ascribe. Hey, Luke, I had a question. So, are police required, because I know at some point they're required to turn over all of their uh, evidence that they've collected to the defense, to the opposing side because of voir dire, but are are police required to reveal all of their evidence within an affidavit or just enough to bring about the arrest of someone? Uh, just about, the, just, they, well, they, have, they, they basically have to show probable cause that, that uh, this is the person that uh, they say it is. Uh, they have to outline all of not all of their evidence but most of their evidence uh, uh you know sort of about uh, what they what they found and sort of the general tone of it of course prosecutors don't want to show everything uh right away um in some cases that that i've covered for example there's there's been little detail uh in the in the affidavit there seems to be a lot of detail here um but there could be more uh, and in fact there might be more uh, evidence that prosecutors have um that sort of really lock in their case. Uh, but I do want to note that, you know, a case of this magnitude, such drawn such national attention, uh, prosecutors want to make sure that they have an ironclad case against uh, Brian Koberger, um, especially with the allegations he's facing, you know, the murder, uh, for murder, for murder charges is no, no joke. Um, so they want to make sure that they have all the evidence uh, and uh, and and more could come out, but this is a, a very strong start. Mm, yeah, certainly. Uh, we had a case here in Colorado, the Patrick Frazee case, in which uh, a lot of detail was laid out in the affidavit. But then, as it turned out, FBI um, experts were continuing to do more analysis of cell phone records and 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 provided a lot more evidence that was then uh, shown at trial and given at trial. So um, perhaps that is uh, what is happening, even as we speak, and even as this uh, process is playing out. Luke Barr, ABC News law enforcement reporter uh, with the affidavit on uh, the Koberger case. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one.